And now it's Geico's Motorcycle Rules of the Road. Avoid biking in the rain and never touch another person's bike. Hey guys, look at these bikes. So shiny. Uh, whoops. I'm gonna leave a note. Oh gosh, there's more. And the rule to saving on motorcycle insurance is in 15 minutes, Geico could save you 15% or more. To show you how easy it is to file a claim with Geico, we hired a scary movie victim. Oh no, a tree fell on my car, and there's only one thing to do trip over my own feet and pull myself across the lawn while yelling help at a barely audible volume. <laughs> uh, sorry to interrupt, but you filed a claim with Geico, so you've got a designated claims team to help you. This Geico sounds suspiciously reassuring. Are you sure I don't end up getting surprised with an unexpected twist? Just that your Geico team will always be there to keep you updated. No! What is it? Oh, nothing. I just didn't see that coming. Geico, great service without all the drama. Are we going right now? Hi, this is Jim the Keys bartender. I didn't even know we were on. Did you no. not hit the music? No, we don't. We're not going oh, live. We're, we're going to record. Oh, we're we're going to record. Yeah, this right. is um, uh, the new year, 2020. It's probably going to be out uh, sometime later this week. Probably Saturday, maybe this episode. Yeah. I got a couple more. Last week I had a problem to access because I had a, a problem. I'm here with Jenna. Jenna Kelly. Hello. Hello. We're all. in Key Largo and it's... Uh, We've had another, uh, one of our cool spells come in, yeah. where it was 50s at night, now it's back in the 60s, which is beautiful. It's pretty comfy right yeah. now. A little uh, bit chilly. Last week, I uh, we took a little hiatus because I uh, I had a, a, a life-changing event, and I'm not going to... Well, uh, we well did I a mean, live I'm, show. What? We, we did a live show. We did a live show. Yeah, yeah. we did a little live show. Yep. But uh, we were chain, uh, we're not changing the format. Just uh, things. It'll come out in the show eventually when we're uh, we want to talk about. It. We don't want to make anything about it. It's not. It's not a medical thing. It's not. I'm not getting a divorce. I haven't changed my job. I'm still a bartender. So, but there's other things, and we'll talk about it sometime in the future, I guess. Yeah. Um, but maybe not at this time since it's a new year, and it's been. Uh, I want to ask you, how was your new year? I did. Did, it was very busy. It was very busy? Yeah. Well, I mean, we, New Year's Eve. Oh, we did, you, we, we did a live show. Mm-hmm. Was it earlier in the day? Yes. It was at uh, 2.30. And I was still at work. And your brother was here. So Matt, Matthew. Said, what? Yeah, my brother Matt was here. Yep. So, and it was month end year end for me, so I was really, really busy. At yeah. Work. And then came home to an absolute house full. But, you know, I had a lot of family in town. So, so we, uh, w- on my part, we had... Uh, my daughter had a sleepover with her friend. She's 13 now, so she could do sleepovers and doesn't get upset and doesn't have to, you know, get, get homesick home or anything yeah. like that. So Abby and I went to a very nice restaurant in Isle Morada, uh, you know, the Keys. Uh, it is like going out in the to a nice restaurant in the Keys is like going out in New York City. Chaos. You're going to, well, no, money-wise. <laughs> money-wise. Yes, money-wise. You're going to spend, if you're, I mean... Uh, for a regular meal at a nice place, it's going to be two hundred bucks. And easy. if you have um, it's a bottle of wine and two like that, it's three four hundred bucks. Yeah. So and it's I'm a, I'm a bartender, not <laughs> not a server at a high end restaurant, right? <laughs> or, <laughs> not that the catch isn't high end. No, 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 no. It's not high end. It's a family it, restaurant. Yeah, it's family family restaurant. It's, it's, family it's, restaurant. I think it's you know reasonable. Yeah, we're priced. reasonable for down here, but even yeah. up. I guess being a reasonable place, we'd be considered 
moderately expensive up on the mainland. Uh, we did have rel- uh, we, um, so we we went out to a beautiful restaurant though. They did a wonderful job, and since uh, we we didn't stay out to her uh, very late because we had crazy a poor our poor little dog at home. Yeah, because whenever it's fireworks, we just can't seem to leave it. Yeah. And during this uh, Christmas break, this is. I mean, this is not funny. There are a lot of bartenders you don't hear this from. But my daughter had the uh, uh, taken the class pet uh, to take uh, care of. Oh, oh it's um, it's a guinea pig. Oh goodness! Named Rabbit <gasps> because they were they knew they were going to get the they knew they were going to get a um, a pet this year, but they were supposed to get a rabbit. So they got a guinea pig and instead, they named him rabbit. and they that, named the rabbit awesome. her rabbit. It reminds me of Alyssa's and, and story Abby, about her yeah, guinea and, pig. Yeah, yeah, and Abby's been. We, Sky was good. We take care of it, you know. Take, bring it out, change the thing, and Abby would at night would take the the guinea pig out and sit and watch television, and she got really attached to this um, to the guinea pig. It was beautiful, it was like a calico color, cover, yeah, black, sibling. white, and brown. <laughs> and and it would make these little sounds, and for some reason, yeah, kind of, except same color as Cody, um, Cody Hoagie, uh, but with more black. Yeah. And um, she got really attached, and she was crying a little today about that. Oh, she was upset. Yeah, that's it. You know, I mean, back to school. I get, I get. Well, my my dog stares at me all the time. My dog <laughs> just stares at me. They said that's a. a evolutionary trait dogs do to get the big eyes and all that stuff. Or pe- the way people. Bred them actually, but they need to stare at you and just try to. You're not supposed to stare dogs down, right? Okay, like you know t- because it's intimidating right. to them. But mine just stares at me all, the whole time. Just stares at me and just. He's trying to intimidate you. No, she's she <laughs> she, she is. Uh, just looking at me, and Abby says it's like she's pining. Like she loves me. Just won't take care of anybody else to, like, to go away. Love. Yeah, and she goes, yeah, at night, she'll run into my daughter's room at the end when she goes to bed. She calls the dog. The dog comes in. She's eight pounds. Comes in, hops into bed with her. And then around 2, 2.30 in the morning, she comes into my room and lays next to me when she wakes up. Yes, that's the way it is. You know, I have a, not to get sidetracked, but I just squirreled for a second. Um, I have a really good pointer. for dealing with 2020 when it comes to documents, legal documents, anything like that. Oh, I, is this about writing out yes. the whole year? No, yes, of course, but it should be a two-digit month, a two-digit day, and, and a, a four-digit four year. Yeah, because you can alter with that yes. 20. You can, uh, you can go could, back. For backdate, example, let's you say you, you signed a thing. lease on a, on a house and you went to rent that house and you just dated it, you know, one seven twenty. Yep. Somebody could go back and change that to eleven seventeen of twenty seventeen, and then accuse you of breaking a lease, or, or and and charge you a or, bunch of money for it, or or post uh, putting it out to twenty twenty two, and things like that, signing anything exactly. Uh, but I would I would always use that. That would be such an excellent defense to say, oh well, that wasn't there before. Yeah, I um when I was married, my uh, ex wife and I. We, we sent, uh, we were outside of Baltimore, and I have a story about this, uh, about this area where we live. We're in Towson, Maryland, and we were moving into this really nice, uh, exclusive condominium. And we were just signing a letter of intent okay. 
to see if we qualify. And what happened, it said on the original one, it said, for some reason, we didn't have a signature. They, they tried to enforce it. A, they tried to enforce it on a credit check. The even lease though, intent. Oh, even though it didn't have a signature on it. Well, it did have a signature. It had her signature. But it said on the bottom of the original copy, and we had the same copy. But in the move from Philadelphia, she it was right after 9-11. And um, she had some medical problems, the ex-wife. And she was we couldn't move in. And they tried to enforce it and tried to collect a year's worth of um, fees. Yes. From us, even though it was rented and all that stuff, and it was really a lot of bullshit and stuff like that. But that was without this, well, whenever anybody, but you know, mainly the, a lot of a lot of the conniving goes on actually happens on both sides because you have people that are squatters, and right. especially down here, you have people yeah. do that. I think they're a little stricter there down here than they are in places like Miami. You know, I would think so. Our court system because is smaller, we're smaller, we smaller, and but and like uh, this and, is the year to be careful for it yeah. because you were just right twenty, and people have got they got you. Well, yeah, really I'm a, I'm a, a I'm a no, I'm a notary. Yes, and uh, uh, someone posted that, and I just shared it on this. I, I have the, another site called a Florida Keys Notary. Yes, and on Friday or Friday morning. Uh, I decided, you know what, if I could do this, since I have the notary thing, I can, you know, kickstart this. I can get a couple every month, get like an extra four or $500. I could pay for our trip to Poland each year. And I, what I did is I, uh, this is the nice thing about this social media right now with Facebook and stuff like that. And I know a lot of you younger people, which I don't know what the break, I think I have a, an even break from 10 years to 20 years younger to 20 years older than me. Mm-hmm. But if you're older and you were starting a small business, it's very inexpensive to advertise on Facebook. You don't have to pay anything actually, but if you want to use their marketing, uh, thing, it, it's scaled. So you can spend as little as like a dollar a day and go up to like $50 a day, right. depending you could scale it and see how responsive and how you get your ROI, your return on investment from it. So what I did is I had um, people say, why do you have so many friends on Facebook? And I said, well, I always thought I wanted to start a company. So I, they call you a, uh, what do they call it, a friend? What do they call it, a friend catcher or a friend gatherer or some, <laughs> something like that? And I go, hey, it's not, oh, you're a friend hoarder or something like that? You're just like, and I said, well, yeah, I did. I did do it, but it was also a way to... You know, you, I share when people have their things, I like it and I share their right. things and I try to, you know, hope they do the same for me. So, you know, scratch. it is really funny that you are a friend hoarder because, you know, it's hilarious is that I have um, my other house yeah. is um, my, the renter just moved out. Yeah. So I re-advertised it for rent and I get so many people that, you know, ask me on Facebook, 
you know, is it still available? When can I see the house? Blah, blah, blah. And I always look at them to see if I know who they are. And it's, it was hilarious. The other day I got like four messages back to back to back and they were all mutual friends with Jim Horan. Uh, yeah. Mutual friends. I got like 5,000 friends. I know. I was like, you whore. <laughs> well, I, I am. You well, I mean, whore. first of all, you think about it for, for the, for the, the show. And the, the show, it makes sense. It totally does. And also, whenever I had a business, I mean, it's like, what's... Think of the local paper. How's the local paper? They pick one of them. Uh, the Coconut Telegraph. Yeah, Coconut Telegraph. I mean, the Coconut Telegraph is in Key Largo and stuff like that. And maybe a thousand people a month read it, maybe. Yeah. Or read it. You know, you print... How many do you print? They print so many and how many people read yeah. the, 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 the thing. And I go, well, if... I had the opportunity. I mean, like you used to do, you had to print flyers and you put them in everyone's mailbox and stuff like that. And, and the people you're trying to reach, like in all the companies I started, were all things I wanted to do online. You, you take your payment online, you advertise online, you make your appointments online and stuff like that. Why not, yeah. you know, just roll it all in the one. So when I, uh, on Friday, I had this Florida Keys notary and I had to set up the website a year before. Sitting there, I bought the thing. What what I do, and this is, I I'm, and, and it rolls into the story I have to tell with the the, the thing. Uh, I guess you could say I'm I'm a a, a non internet millionaire, um, a non millionaire, but I have I have ideas that don't really come to fruition <laughs> for the delivery system. First, I try to do delivery, and then I try to do the airport runs, and then the baby furniture rental, uh, and then the notary thing. I still the notary was. Probably right after delivery, and that's been going on for all through all that stuff. Yeah. And I said, you know, for signatures and stuff like that, if it's someone I know, I said, ah, it doesn't cost anything. But if I have to go somewhere for someone, and it's like after hours, I got to search someone out. I had to do like a, a find an heir. I had to find an heir for someone to have a dispersal of inheritance. Oh wow! Dispersal of the estate or to. The funds for an estate. And I had to go and find this guy who had a, a questionable domicile, meaning he was, mm-hmm. he was kind of homeless. You're right, yeah. So, um, but then I also do weddings, I officiate weddings, and I was mm-hmm. in catering for years. So I figure I'd say, well, I set up the website and I was always intended to do it. I kept out the data, kept on tweaking it and stuff like that. So, and, and there I had a Facebook page and the Facebook page was sitting for over a year, but I never went and asked my friends to like it or anything yet because I wasn't ready to do it. And then I said, well, the cribs thing's done. I don't rent babies anymore. <laughs> no babies. I don't rent no babies. babies. I don't deliver groceries because <laughs> that every asshole in the world's doing I apologize if you don't. <laughs> but every, every asshole company in the world has some, someone to deliver. And why compete with something where the people only get like 10 bucks right. an hour? And uh, the uh, driving, I talk about the anxiety, which I no longer have. Um, the airport thing. Holy shit. Jeez. Oh my God. I would have killed myself eventually. I would have eventually driven. I would have been by myself. Abby would have kicked me out of the house and shit like that. It was horrible. <laughs> but the notary thing was pretty cool because, you know, I, every so often someone says, a problem. Oh yeah, come on. We got signing. Let me see your, I got to see your ID if I don't know you and stuff like that. If I don't know you through people, even though I'm, we're friends on Facebook, doesn't mean you are the person you say you are. Right. Um, so I did it on Friday and don't you know, Two hours after I did it, I get a call from a British couple that were at the Baptist church here and they wanted to have the ceremony. They wanted to see if a minister would do it. And they said, no, they will only do it for one of their 
um, parishioners. Members or parishioners, yeah. Yeah, and uh, members. And so the person just saw my keys notary thing. Oh, this guy does it. I just think I saw this on the thing. And they called me up. And uh, John and uh, Amanda, they're from London, and they came with their uh, daughter. And so Sky and I, uh, I set it up for Sunday, this past Sunday. And uh, we went to one of the local condominiums, and we went, it was on the Oceanside, and we went there, a little gazebo that was out on the end of the docks, and we had a little ceremony, had music out there. They were playing, they like Barry Manilow. Ah. So they were playing Barry Manilow. I'm standing there. Sky's taking pictures, because they wanted to bring, they wanted to see if I get a photographer, and I thought, well, geez, if I got the photographers I know or something, any photographer, well, they would charge twice as much as what I would charge. Right. For, for my thing, I said, hell, well, how serious a photographer are you? Well, I just need someone to take a couple pictures. I said, I'll just bring my daughter. I won't charge anything. And now I'll pay my daughter. And I said, it'll serve two things because they get to, you know, work with Sky. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I go, hey, Sky, you know, doing the right thing. I mean, every sort of stuff, you got to get a real photographer and stuff like that. Yeah. And, um, so yeah, I did that. And then, oh, I think an hour before, uh, an hour before I opened the site, someone called me. Uh, he had a real estate thing he needed signed. So I went down and did that when I was on, oh, that had to be a couple days before because that was on, it was on New Year's Eve. I was trying, I think I was dropping Sky off at a New Year's Eve party. Yeah, and I just said... It's funny, though, when people find out that you're a notary, then all of a sudden they're like 10 o'clock Tommy, you know, a frequent guest on our yeah. podcast, yeah. has showed up to my work with paperwork in a mad rush, and he was like, notarize this for me. I'm like, okay. <laughs> Stamp sign. Yeah, yeah. Personally known to me, circle. <laughs> yeah, and, there's, and what I what I also did, I said, there's a lot of things down here, like there's... Uh, legal offices there's uh, law firms up on the mainland and if they have to get like a settlement signed or anything or papers filed or papers picked up and sent or whatever uh so what i'm doing is advertising i'm doing set it up as a a legal courier service and i say well why what makes you more qualified i said well to be a notary you can't be a felon right so you got that going for you (laughs) and then and then you have to be somewhat Discreet. Discreet about doing things. I, right. I, I almost, um, so I thought, you know, that would be a great thing. You know, with the, why why would you send um, a paralegal or something like that? I mean, they had to pay, they have to pay them some ridiculous amount of money and, and time where they could be doing something else to send down here. And I said, well, I'm down here already, so... That's what I'm going to do. I had well, if it was a paralegal, it'd be like 185 dollars an hour plus, you know, 35 cents a mile that they drive, and then you know you get charged for each piece of paper. <laughs> I mean, like yeah, yeah. Well, down here, down here, I'll just take yeah, I'll go and do it. I t- deliver it. I'll print it out. You want me to do this and take it? There's there's uh there was one thing I had to get a whole bunch of um there were a settlement for something at this one of these restaurants. And I won't go into any further detail, right. but they were, uh, it, it, it was for the employees and I had to get, go to each employee's house and they set up the appointment and I went and got a sign. And one person didn't want to, didn't know to sign. They go, so I'm sitting there one time and I go, listen, um, I called the people up and said, this guy doesn't want to sign. He goes, well, we're not going to, and they said, what? Well, I'm just going to send you a whole the paperback. And he goes, well, we won't pay you for anything. So right now, I only waited 
there's three more people to go, right? If you're not going to pay me just because someone didn't sign, right. it's, my job is not to get someone to sign. Job is just to verify that that's who signs the form. Yeah, yeah, that's just the person you they are they are and you're signing. I'm taking. I said that's and it's actually I'm not allowed to. Right, you can't convince somebody. I can't. I can't give any advice. No, I'm not an attorney or I'm not their attorney. Uh, If if I was their friend, I couldn't certify. I couldn't. uh, I couldn't uh, notarize that they were, were, you know, that because I'd have an interest. Right. So. That's that's that was that, but that that was one, and, and I did a couple other things, but I didn't really advertise that. That was something I put in with like delivery services. Ah. So I just said, you know what, I'm just going to focus on that. And if I figure, I think there's a good possibility with if I can get twenty weddings a year, and maybe fifteen or twenty. Legal things that pays for my whole family's trip. Yeah, and then I—that's the, just the way I view it. Now, if it gets any busier than that, I'll just bring some more people on <laughs> because I have that—I have the website. And people say, "Why do you go?" And so, what I do is I look for like the the, the the name of the show here, right? Right. I didn't. I didn't just come up with the name of the show. I went to GoDaddy, and I wanted to make sure that the domain, domain. was available yep. was available. Because I didn't want to work the other end because, uh, okay, I'm saying, God forbid, it got famous. I'd have to pay some asshole <laughs> to buy like the domain me. Main, the domain I got like, I have Keys Baby Rentals. Uh, I thought I would be able to sell that. And I'm just going to let that go by the wayside. Because first of all, there's all these, um, you know, like Lyft type companies, these third party apps that come in and now they're all, there's something for everyone. Was there's task? That's for like, if you can't hang a picture, you're going to call up these people. It's just anything, almost anything. Yeah. There's dog walkers. I think there's a dog. Oh, well, task is probably has dog walkers on it, stuff like that. But there's there's whole uh, massage. Yeah, there's a massage uh, app oh that gets you a masseuse that like comes to your house. Yes. That's so creepy. Oh, or you go. Yeah, yeah. Oh well. Well, supposed to be certified, just like uh, you know how they abuse. You know how they abuse it. I can imagine someone says, "Well, you're right out of prison. You can't be a masseuse, or you can't be a masseuse on this company." And say, "Oh, use my phone," and you know, "Oh, you look kind of like me." There you go. Yeah, that's it. Hey, let's take a little break right now. We're gonna take a break, so like we do because we're recording. If you want to get your information about the Florida Keys straight from the locals who live here and the ones who love it here, we've got you covered. Visit 43keys.com as your source for everything Florida Keys. Sign up for our newsletter and you'll always be up to date on all the Keysy stuff that's going on down here. Go to 43keys.com. That's the number four, the number three, keys.com and sign up today. And we're back. And we're back. We were, what, it must have been like. I, that was like 20 it's minutes. 20 hours. <laughs> it's the next day. No, it what? was less than a minute, I think. Uh, you need to go, you need to go for a break. Uh, remember, remember a couple months ago I did my public speaking forays. I have another one coming up. Yeah. For the, for the uh, school. For the school. Talking to seniors. Well, 
I had a dream last night. And whenever I have a dream like that, it's reliving a past sometimes recently, and it'll tie into the things we were talking about before the show, yep. but I won't, we won't necessarily talk about that. Now, I was, um, I was in the dream, I'm working in an office, and it's a sales office, and it's real hacky, meaning not like a Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross kind of hacky thing, but there are a bunch of salespeople running around with their heads up their ass and stuff like that. Not that all salespeople, I'm a salesperson at heart, so don't take any salespeople, don't take it personally. But um, the dream was I was giving a motivational speech about something that actually happened to me. And this, in the dream, this is the amazing part, I relived the thing that actually happened the way it did happen. Weird. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm, I'm retelling it. I'm giving the speech to the sales force. How about how not to give up fortitude and sticking to it. So um, I figure, wow, it seems, you know how sometimes you, when you're in a dream and you do something and it seems like, like you tell a joke or something funny happens and something, it's really not that funny or the thing that's bad happened wasn't that bad and it's, it wasn't as significant. But the thing in the dream was exactly within the dream where uh, the situation I was in completely false, but the thing that happened completely real. So it was like, it was like a deja vu. A no, no. Bit? I was giving the speech and telling the story and I'm, I'm going to tell you a story. Okay. Okay. I, w- I was married for less than a year and I was ready to, um, Move on. I told you I was uh, at one point. I was. Uh, I was my. I was thirty-seven when I got married, and I knew very little. I was in catering at the time. I knew very little about software. Okay. I had been, when I went into college. I took two programming co- courses and I failed or did it incomplete on both. And uh, so my brother-in-law was the 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 manager of this company. They had about a hundred and something employees outside of Baltimore and Towson, Maryland. And th- they knew I was a people person. I don't know why. And they knew I was, uh, I guess they thought I was presentable, well-spoken and things like that. And I guess they knew I was smart, but they really didn't understand the depth of my ignorance when it came to computers and software. It was really bad. I barely knew word processing Ah. Uh, I kind of understood how emails worked, right? Okay. That was pretty much it. I mean, it was, so I went to the, a company that made big enterprise solutions for um, nonprofits. They had, uh, it was, when I say enterprise solution, it, was a, it would be like for a huge nonprofit that, you know, would be a couple million dollars a year that they would have and they'd have to manage the members the finances, the events, their uh, their publications. They had all these modules that I would attach to it. It was a very robust system, very intricate, and was really, I was fucking crazy, right? So here I am. I spent the first two months thoroughly getting myself into it, two months learning a product, not knowing how to make it, Jen, just getting to know what it is and being able to demo it took two months, two months. Wow. And then I did it for a couple months. Um, I mean, it was like I was a fucking caveman. And there were a nice bunch of people working. There was a couple girls, a uh, couple guys. 
I and there was another guy my age, and they had a sales manager who was the owner's buddy who was in his mid to late 20s. And they were like wealthy kids who father let him buy a, a company and let his friend become the same. And the salesman, I think he was an English major, but he had slightly kind of a dyslexia and he wasn't much of a salesman. He was well-spoken, but he wasn't much of a salesman, Didn't, wasn't much of a people person, but they put him in charge and he would just, he dissect our letters to the people that we were sending them out and stuff like that. That was his main thing he could do. He was good at doing that. He was like a proofreader, but he wasn't much uh, a, salesman. a salesman. But I guess he realized I get I don't mean to say he he was he was all right. The guy was all right, but he wasn't one to go and close a deal. So one day I'm doing this stuff. We moved out uh uh my ex wife and I moved we're in Towson and stuff like that. And I've been there for like four or five months and I'm like, I'm not getting any bites. But then again, this big product solution, this company's consolidating, they're buying other companies and stuff like that. And it's right at the end of the tech boom. You got to remember, like two thousand one, two uh, two thousand one, mm-hmm. and uh, nothing's really happening. There's all these deals going in, and when these software s- packages sell, they go for anywhere from like two hundred thousand to a million dollars. Now, I know you have boats and stuff like that. Remember, mm-hmm. the software is really nothing. It's 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 on uh, the the things are on. Ten dollars worth of storage you're buying, mm-hmm. so it's you're buying the programming. Right. So it's all profit. So it's like the six hundred thousand. That's six hundred thousand. It's not like a boat, a six hundred thousand boat where you have to, you know, it's five hundred thousand this and that. Right. No, this is, you know, and and one of the salesmen says, "Well, why?" He's trying to sell it. It was someone. They were balking at the two hundred forty thousand dollars price. He goes, "Why don't we just give it to him for sixty thousand? Doesn't cost, you know what I mean?" And they go, "Yeah, but then we wouldn't be able to sell it to anybody else for that." And they were trying to reason with the guy and tell him because he says, "Oh, they're balking at the price. They'll buy it at sixty thousand." Says you can't go down from two hundred forty thousand. Imagine what a house property no. you go and do. So what? That was a perceived value thing. I understood. I was able to grasp the concept. Now he knew software, but he did not understand the sales. Sales. Mm-hmm. Um, and because there was support going in there and stuff like that where you'd have to, the company would have to do ongoing support. So my, we're doing this and I was like, oh my God, we are such two tough times. No one's moving anything. We're not getting any bites or anything like that. We have a couple big ones. Um, and then all of a sudden my manager takes me out for a walk and it looked like one of those mafia things where you take someone, let's go out for a ride. Ugh. You know? Yeah. And it fucking... You know, they do one guy yeah, sitting yeah. in the back seat, and yeah, you're dead. So we go out for a cup of coffee. We walk downstairs. We're in the center of Towson. He starts talking to me, and he said, "Look, he's he, he seems to like me." And he goes, he, "He's kind of worried." And I'm thinking, "Oh fuck, he's going to cut me loose." And I just got married and all this stuff. And he says, "Listen, we're going to move you to this other product." Now, the product that we're moving me called it was a a smaller one, but it sold like crazy. Mm-hmm. And I knew in my head, I said, well, shit, I got to hold it. I understand this other product. I understood the other one already because it was so much smaller. And I'm like, shit, I can sell. This is like selling popcorn. So it was like from a tenth, but it, it could get, some of it could get kind of pricey. But I think the most expensive would be like one fifth the cost. Of okay. it. So, and, but the, 
the commission structure was like 25, 30% and stuff like that. It was crazy. So here I am. I'm doing that. I'm thinking, man, my, I went from that one trip. I'm thinking I was going to get fired. They moved me to one. I said, oh. So for the next couple of months, I actually sold my first couple software things, right? But I'm just trucking along, staying, just staying treading water, right? And then one day, I'm just doing it. I said, man, I'm just playing along. I'm not getting any groundwork. I'm not getting anybody. There's nobody, nobody, nobody. And we're all doing this cold calling thing. You know, the bullshit when they call people yeah. up. Try to get through the gatekeeper. And you say, hey, listen, can I take your, talk to your uh, technical um, the, uh, CTO or whoever your systems manager is and things like that. So we're always, you know, barely getting in there. And I'm looking and the software we have is kind of a, uh, it's perfect for like continuing education, event management and, and shit like that. So medical schools, law schools, uh, anybody has big events, but medical schools because doctors have to go back in mm-hmm. and get credit each year, so they can stay up on the newest techniques. Education, yeah. Yes. So we're looking through it. We're prospecting and stuff like that. And I'm looking through the database. We got a couple thousand prospects. We're in Towson, four miles down the road is John Hopkins University, one of the most prestigious medical schools in the United States. Yep. I look at our database. They are not there. I call up. I'm going to call up. I'm sitting there. It's right after lunch. And I call up and say, hey, listen, uh, my name's Jim. I'm at uh, Go Members where we do event planning software, stuff like that. And I'd like to talk to your CTO, your technical officer there. And uh, they go, oh, yeah. And they put me right through. And they said, are you with? And it was a woman. And I forgot her name. I should remember her name. She was really nice. And she, oh, obviously, because she was talking to me, she was really nice. Mm-hmm. Obviously, that you're going to, and she goes, oh, well, that's, you just called at the right time. I'm thinking, fuck, are you yanking me? She was so nice. I thought she was yanking my chain. Mm-hmm. Are you kidding me? We're looking exactly for that. Like someone I would do to someone, yeah. oh my God, a prescription to uh, Birds Fancier Magazine? I was just talking to my wife about that. I wanted one. <laughs> no, no. Well, fuck. She said, we're looking for that. Do you have source code? Do you have it in SQL? And I said, yes, we have a SQL product. It was a programming language. Mm-hmm. language. And I go, yes, and you can buy the source code. Now, at that point, I realized it would be a nice one. I realized it would seal my uh, thing with the company for the year mm-hmm. because it was John Hopkins. Right. But I didn't realize how big it was going to be. Right, I thought, wow, I'm going to be able to go on vacation, get a new car, blah blah blah, and all that stuff. Well, it turned out to be much bigger, and uh, so we set it up. And the, the normally the sales process goes like a month or two months. Yeah. Well, the next week I had a demo, and I got one of our tech guys to come with us. And this was the days of the dial-up. Yeah. And at John Hopkins, they had a DSL. And that was his, uh, what's that stand for? Digital service line, right? Or something like that. So we go there, and my manager wants to come with me. I'm like, okay. I guess he can, you know, because he, he at least he knows the money end of it. I think right. he knows the money end of it. So I'm there, and there's the dean of the medical school, which I didn't really sweat. I I didn't sweat it out because I already had, 
I'm doing a demo for John Hopkins University. It was a big thing. They were making a big deal at the company. The president of the company called me from Chicago and all that stuff. So, oh, yeah, great, you know. And uh, I go there, and I'm making a de- demonstration for him. I put all the dummy information into it, but I, I also put it in my laptop, and I put it at the, on our hosted one at our main office. Well, they couldn't get in. The tech guy couldn't get in. So I just said, and they, and they were like, and the manager's looking at the tech guy, and he's like, oh, Jesus. And I say, hey, don't worry. I put it right. I put sample stuff right in the uh, computer. And he looks at me like, I didn't tell you to do that. And you go, no, I just thought I was practicing with it. And he goes, great. So I go up there and I start doing a demonstration. And I do that. And everyone's like, oh, yeah, this is exactly what we want. We want this. Can we do this online? Yeah. This is before online registration was really big and all yeah. that stuff. So they do this, do this, do this. This is when I, one of my most spectacular, could have been a spectacular fuck up. I'm talking to Dean of Medical School and something like that. He goes, oh, thank you for coming down here, blah, blah, blah. And you're right up the road. That's perfect, blah, blah, blah. We like this. And I said to him, right when we're ready to sign the thing, I said, and you should get your law school to get it. He goes, we don't have a law school. And my manager's just his face went red. And I said, are you meaning to tell me that a bunch of doctors don't have, need lawyers? How about malpractice? And they all bust out laughing. They signed a deal in three days. You got to check. Yeah. Gary. Well, yeah, yeah, but I didn't, I didn't go, "Eh, you know, (laughs) well, come on. I didn't, I didn't know that. I I really didn't know. I figure, you know, when you pick enough school, you'd like Harvard. Right, right. Yeah. You know, I thought John Hopkins was like Harvard. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was like Harvard. And then he said, no, we're primarily just medical. And I go, oh, okay. Well, my bad. I was a history major, so yeah. I'm just and, selling you some software. Yeah, yeah, and that was my and I, but but and at the end of the speech, I said, "See, listen, it doesn't really matter what you know or, or anything like that. You just it's 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 I, I, I wanted to say it's when um, what do they say? There's no such thing as luck. Luck is just when oppor- opportunity meets uh, skill or something like that. You ever hear that? Luck is when it's like opportunity something I was thinking about today. I didn't want to. I didn't want to. I didn't want to Google it. I wanted to run it by you. Oh god! I, I figure you might know this. Yeah, luck is when opportunity meets ability or something like that. I can't Nothing. Remember what it is? I think luck is when opportunity meets ability. Right? Is it not ability? I I I don't know. I thought it's something like it's. It's just one of those things, and I it was. And that has always in no, isn't it? Me, my, uh, when opportunity meets circumstance, I think is what it is. Let me look. Now I'm going to look it now up. Now you're going to look it up. I'm oh, I try. I I like to I like to just get this bang this out as we go. But the the thing is, whenever like I really feel lost and uh, loserish, when I think opportunity about, meets. Preparation. Preparation. Okay, there you go. When opportunity meets preparation. And I think preparation, you can also, preparation, being prepared is also being well-versed in what you do and things like that. And and that's what happened. I was just thinking, you you think about it, you dream about it, then it happens, and the opportunity happens, 
and you're, you're ready to do it. And a lot of salespeople get shit for that. I remember selling cars and I had a guy, a, we call them pipe smokers. Uh, it, it's not what you think from Philadelphia and we call them pipe smokers. You used to call gay people pipe smokers and stuff like that. But no, it was actually pipe smokers because we were near Princeton University, north of Philadelphia in New Jersey. And this guy came in and he looked like a professor who was wearing one of those tweed jackets and stuff like that. And he wanted the Chevy Nova, which was actually a Toyota Corolla because that's when Toyota and Chevy were doing these Mm. um, things. And they had this $600 trade-in allowance they were giving people. No, see, they were giving a $600 rebate and a $600 trade-in if you were taking a foreign car and trading it in. And this guy came in, and I remember exactly. The price on a Chevy Nova was... uh, it was $10,400, give or take a couple hundred bucks, with air conditioning, automatic transmission, AM, FM radio, and all that stuff. Nice car mm-hmm. at that time. And this guy, but this weird thing this guy wanted, it was the car was priced, the car was priced with the air conditioning in it. The guy wanted one without an air, he wanted a car without air conditioning. Just wanted, yeah, just bare bones. No, well, if something of a Freon and something like that, he had a problem with it. It wasn't the, the money because the funny thing about it is he knew about the $600 rebate, the $600 trade-in one, uh, Jenna. But I looked in the, uh, the card catalog, and this car had no air conditioning. It didn't have a button. It didn't have a, the, the unit, the air conditioning unit in the car, car. So I said to him, I looked at the sticker, and it was priced with air conditioning on it. And I said to the guy, hey, listen, this, price, uh, this car's priced um, $600 too high. There's no air conditioning. This should be 9800 He goes, don't try to pull that stuff. I mean, this guy's a professor. Don't try to pull this on me. I go, no, no. The price is lower. Right. But the sticker's wrong. It's not higher. I'm not saying it's higher. It's lower. Well, he's ready to hear a lie out of my mouth. And you were telling him the truth. True, and truth. And then I, he goes like this. And I went to him three times about it. And I'm like, the guy didn't look like he drank. He was a he looked like a pipe smoker, wearing a tweed jacket, smart. He did it. He had a check and all that stuff. And I go, okay, we can go and do it. And I said, uh, listen, I'm sorry. I was just trying to do it. And the guy says, I understand what you got to do as a salesperson. And I said, okay. So we went and... Uh, I didn't go through finance. I kind of pissed off. But the guy had a check, so it didn't matter. Yeah. It was at, towards the end of the month. And they called me up. These, uh, the sales manager goes, hey, look at Haran. He sold a, a, a Chevy Nova for $600 over list to a guy that was paying cash. And I go, and, I, and he went up there and I said, listen, I tried to explain to him three times that he was paying $600 too much. And wouldn't take it. He, this guy would not. He, he was one of these people who will not take no for an answer. He was like, I'm going to buy. I'm going to buy a 600. I'm going to buy this car. I'm going to buy $600 over list. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And it happened every so often. As someone, so, someone who was buying a Corvette and he was trading in a, uh, an IROC. And I said, well, he says, I'm happy if I get $1,500. I said, um, and they, and, uh, Fifteen hundred dollars and a used car manager saying, "Oh, fifteen, you're fine. 
you give him $1,500. And he looked at it and he goes, oh, listen. And he came, came in later and he says, oh, I allowed $5,000 on a trade. And I said, uh, oh, he says, I didn't want you to give it all away. Yeah. Yeah, I was just going on vacation then. It turned out to be it was my, one of my car that put me over a bonus. Yeah. That much I was in, uh, I was a, it was my senior year of college. I was, and, uh, I went away. I quit right after that because a month before I went back to school and, uh, spent the whole like, month at Seattle because he they gave me $5,000 commission check. <laughs> so I left. So, you know, it's funny. I have a, I have a, a brand new, well, not new to sales, but a new salesperson at my store. And I feel like, even though he's got like 30 years of history in the car business, I feel like he's getting a little hazed by my other salespeople. Um, keep in mind, he's 60 years old. Um, and he moved down here so that he could like spend a bunch of time with his best friend mm-hmm. and go fishing and do whatever. And he got yeah. his captain's license and they were just going to go play around and horse around. Uh-huh. And that was kind of the plan. And I was bored because his friend died. He literally has only lived down here for a few months. So he came in and he was like, you know, I just want to be a salesperson. He doesn't have any, he didn't have anybody to hang out with. No. And now he's bored. And it's, and it's sad to me because all of my other salespeople who have been doing this for quite some time, including my newest salesperson who really doesn't have that much experience, but you know, we didn't haze him when he came in. We just, we just rode his, rode his ass a little bit. We only at first let him sell scooters and motorcycles and golf carts. We didn't let him take boat leads. If somebody came in and they yeah. wanted to buy an outboard, we were like, no, not you. Give How it to long somebody has he else. been there? Now he's been there for maybe nine months. Mm-hmm. The, the the other new guy. Yeah. So I find that this newest guy is hazing him, the, you know, or the, the newest guy of my regular staff is hazing the brand new guy the most. And he's like, well, you can't take those ups. You can't. I'm like, you know, this guy does have a captain's license. He knows what the spinny part in the back of the boat is called. Okay. He knows what the pointy part in the front of the boat is called. Like, he's more than capable of taking a boat lead. He's probably just, more knowledgeable than most well, of the salesmen. There this is Tyler on, Kelly. That's oh, Tyler. Captain. Captain, Captain, Captain Tyler Kelly. But, um, you know, it was like, oh, come on. You know, like, give the guy a break. The hardest thing for him to learn is going to be the scooters and the motorcycles and, and the golf carts because this guy's a boat captain. Same he, here. Doesn't, he doesn't know. How, 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 how is he doing? You know, he's 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 really struggling. And he's I'm, old school, though. He's old school, and he likes paper, right? Because he, you know, if you've been in the car business for thirty years, that's back when hand everything was handwritten, and you did all your own math at your desk. Yeah. And you went into your your manager's office, and your manager initialed it and said, "Okay." I mean, I mean, I'm wait, I'm fifty six right? years old. That's this, I was this, at, yeah, this guy yeah. is sixty, so he's used to the old school Foursquare, yeah. right? It was one of the guys, young the, guys, the old school Foursquare, which is here's your top line price. Yeah. Right? And it is how much we're holding. How much you're gonna? How much is your down payment gonna be? Um, how much are we gonna give you for your trade if you have one? And what's your monthly payment gonna be? Those are your four options. So you you write it up in an old school Foursquare, and you be like, okay, so the price of the unit's ten thousand dollars. You plan on putting a thousand dollars down. We're gonna give you two thousand dollars for did, your trade. What did they do there? And your new monthly payment's gonna be one hundred and eighty bucks a month. Yeah. If this is all okay with you, if we can get it done like this, is this a deal? Yes, it's a deal. You have them sign it, and you're good to go. Yeah. Now. You take it to your boss in the old school way. You take it to your boss. Your boss says, yes, if, if, if this all works out, I'll, I'll do that deal. Yeah. So this poor guy is being like just thrown. Like technology is just being shoved down his throat with our mm-hmm. customer relations management software and everything else. Oh, you can't get a lead unless you know how to price it and you know how to follow it. And you got to check the website and see what we advertised it for. Is it intuitive it's, stuff? It's, 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 it's a lot of it is, um, 
reputation. It's it's the pro- our process, our sales process is really repetition. Yeah. Um, but if you sat there with you know computer knowledge, you could probably get it within a couple of weeks. Right. But you're taking an old school guy that only dealt with cars, and now oh, you're bringing him into yeah, so boat and motorcycle, ATV and scooters and all this shit. His brain's mm-hmm. fried. So I, I set him up for a training, and I went on to YMU, which is like Yamaha Motor mm-hmm. University. I signed him up. I got him access so he could watch the videos and learn about scooters and all the other stuff. You know, get everything mm-hmm. done. And he's loving that. And um, and he was warned. He was warned when he first got there. He was like, they were like, yeah, just be careful with her. She's not very patient. And if you spell something wrong, she's going to yell at you and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, yeah. I and you're ex- not like that with him. I am not like that with him because I don't expect that out of him. Now, my, my sales manager, who's been in this industry for 24 years, mm-hmm. I expect that out of him. I expect that out of the other guys that have been there for mm-hmm. 10 years. But I don't expect it out of this brand new guy. And they should be helping him. And they're not. No. And I feel like they're just hazing him. You know what I noticed the other day? Yes, or today when I left for my lunch break, he has now been parking his vehicle on like completely the opposite side of the building, hiding behind the mangroves. And I'm like, is that because you guys never really like took him aside, showed him around and showed him even where to park? Yeah. So I was like, how, why would you do that? Like, why aren't they being nicer to this guy? Like, encourage him. Are you know, that happens in so many, thing? That, like, that happens in so many different I don't know why that happens. I don't know, but it's it's, a it's like the new kid. So, yeah, but he's not a new kid. He's six. No, I know, no. I mean, just saying anymore. And I think it's like it's the, the hazing. The hazing things happens in everything, in, right? In a different term, on like, a boat. In my shop right now, in my dive, snorkel, jet ski mm-hmm. rental, boat mm-hmm. rental bullshit job mm-hmm. that I'm doing, we got a brand new guy in that's been a dive instructor and master diver for X amount of years, mm-hmm. but he's in a brand new shop and. You know, instead of hazing, I was like, hey, listen, you know, I'm organizing everything back here. You're the one that's inspecting all mm-hmm. of our tanks and doing all the upgrades. I was like, come outside. You know, I'm, I'm remodeling, reorganizing everything. You tell me what you want to do. So I was like, you yeah. tell me what we need to throw away. I'll throw it away. I don't care what the boss and owner say. That's it, help. That's being helpful. Yeah. And, you know, rather than hazing somebody, it's, you know. So, and you know what? They'll appreciate it. Yeah. He came up to me today and he goes, you know, they warned me about you that you were really tough on everybody. He goes, but you're the only one that's helped. And I said, yeah. I said, I'll always help you. But when you get to it, when you get to the point where you should be on your own, I'll let you know. But you also talked to the manager and manager said, yes, have him write everything up and yeah. I'm fine with that. So I just gave him all the, mm-hmm. that he would need. And I was like, take every lead that walks in that door. And if you need help, ask me. That's I'll a way to be. Is, you are a good karma there. So. Okay. Well, look, this is Andrew's show. We're going to do another one. I didn't want, since you jumped in, I yeah. didn't want to do it so we can have a whole new show. Yeah, I don't care. got to do two. Gotta Let's do, do it. Two. Two. It's been such a while. Now we're in the back and roll. <laughs> and I've been doing it. Okay. Thank you, everyone. Thank you, Tyler. Thank, Thank you. you. Welcome 2020. Yep. Yep. Okay. We're going to do another 2020 show. family style deal because i want a bite of your big mac and i need some of your quarter pound i'll try your filet of fish there's a deal for every friend group at mcdonald's order any two classics for just six bucks price of participation may vary single item at regular price cannot be combined with any other offer